Hey, Dame. What's good? You know, I was curious. We've been home for a minute now recording remotely. And, you know, I just feel like I've had so much more time on my hands. I've been listening to more music, watching more shows, engaging with more podcasts. And I was curious, have you listened to any podcasts recently? Nope. Still no. I, I make this and I watch things and I love all you podcast listeners because you make this work possible. <laughs> but all you other podcasters, don't ask me. I have not heard your podcast. I'm really sorry. It is no hard feelings. I don't listen to my own. <laughs> if you were... If I were though, to a podcast. I know where I would go. Where would you go? I'm going to check out Overcast. Overcast is an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Yeah, I love independence. I love free things. This sounds like where I'm going to have to go uh, step into this game of podcast listening podcast for the people get it for free on the app store i see bella's in the chat i just invited her in and there we are hey let's go what's up what's up what's up up, how you feeling i'm so happy to see you had this time with you Man, I'm blessed. I feel great. You gave me a reason to, this gave me a reason to get shot while I'm sitting in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. Yeah, very, very flea over there. It needs to be noted and recorded for the record. We're going to save this for the archives to make sure that people know Bella showed up flea. And, you know, it should be expected at this point. Period. The revolutionary is going to be dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Word, word. So uh, give folks maybe like one or two. No one hair one. long as hell. Uh, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So so the truth is my, my, my hair is as long as my my time being in movement. I haven't cut my hair since going down to Ferguson and since starting, you know, rocking with the Let Us Breathe Collective. So so I'm wearing what we've been doing. Um, so, so yeah, we, we here. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you showed the people with the... Uh, well, where we are now, where we at joint. So, so uh, we've been, look, I we've been in this together. We've been, we've been rocking. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Cool. So, so let's, let's get to it. It's, it's about six Oh five. I see folks joining in and welcome everybody today finessing us. Uh, we are here to have an abolitionist conversation about what's going on in Chicago, particularly with the budget process. Uh, so just to prepare folks tomorrow, uh, our mayor, uh, y'all mayor, <laughs> uh, Lori Lightfoot, is going to have a budget address. Um, and, it, and it's really significant always because the budget is a list of priorities. The budget is a moral document that guides the politics of any space uh, or the political economy, right? Because we talk about decisions and resources, and we know that these things have real consequence. Um, so it's always important, but it's super important right now, uh, not only because we are in the, the, the COVID-19 crisis and all that that has done to our economy, uh, but we are in the midst of one of the most vibrant times of social movement in American and human history. Um, and the demand that we see in Chicago, like many of our cities across the country, um, is that we want to defund the police. More specifically, we want to divest from police and prisons and invest those resources into communal needs. And the defund CPD campaign is here to defund the Chicago Police Department. So we have seen the demand go up. We have seen mass support 
Um, and so now we are here in this time uh, where, where we're about to see where the rubber meets the, mo the road. Um, so so let's let's take a little little bit of a zoom out of you know for you, Bella. Like, why is this budget season so important? It's not really things that people usually pay a whole bunch of attention to, particularly not young people, particularly right now where we are in a time where people are talking about politics, uh, but it's at this national conversation, which I think for many of us is disgusting, is frustrating, is is disenchanting, um, and, and it makes us feel kind of helpless when we start talking about what's going on at the federal level. Uh, so for you, why is understanding what's going on with the city budget something we should be paying attention to or it's important? Yeah, so for me, it's, it's like we we at a point right now where like we have all the world's history to to learn from to grow from to expand on you know what i'm saying so it's like we i feel like we just got to this point i know we just got to this point you know what i'm saying i'm here i'm experiencing it you know so we just got to this point so it took all of this for us to get here but what we at right now we get to see so much more of the picture you know what I'm saying? Like we've been steady seeing little clips of the picture. We've been steady working for this. Okay, okay, boom. We we got the right to vote. Boom. Okay, now what? Or, you know what I'm saying? So we figuring it out along the way, and we learning so much, right? Like so, we we taking all this knowledge, and we really doing exactly what we supposed to do with it, right? We making yeah. a blueprint for like, okay, the the people coming up under us, they gonna know this now, cause we ain't know this yeah. shit. So we was moving kind of flaw, cause we ain't even <laughs> see the whole picture, you know? We yeah. didn't see the whole game yeah. that we playing on. So yeah. We moving kind of flaw. So now, and, we, and while we, we were lacking, we was getting finesse. This whole we time. getting finesse, <laughs> you know? We getting finesse, cause we don't even. We thinking we slick. We thinking we did. Okay, boom. We can vote. We can vote. We can vote. Get your good ass. Like, okay. <laughs> what that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, what we voted for? Who we voted for? What do they do? You know what I'm saying? So we get to see a lot more right now. Right? So we get to see from Trump, from his family down to the mayor. Our fucking mayor. Like, they get text messages from this man. So, you know, good job protecting our shit. They down to beat motherfuckers' asses and shit. That's... Damn, the same night you you and Jennifer fighting the fucking police. Yeah. She texting the Trumps. She texting Trumps, from, yeah. You know they they telling her good job. You know what I'm saying? Like you got us fucked up. <laughs> you yeah. know that's how yeah. I feel too. Like the whole budget is like it just we get to see so much more. Even when we looking at like something that seems small, we looking at the city instead of the nation, right? But yeah. we get to see so much in that that little clip. You know what I'm saying? We get to see so much and we get to do so much. I feel like we could do this the first time ever this many people then participated in any conversation about the fucking city budget and it's being led by young niggas like me and you come on now like quit quit playing like this shit different this shit yeah, different. we 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 are in a participatory time and with that we got folks viewing in we appreciate y'all please if y'all got any questions throw them in the chat right this is this is me and bella i'm damon as bella and we having this conversation uh, in, in collaboration with the Defund CPD campaign. Uh, follow Defund CPD if you haven't already. Um, and we're having this conversation because tomorrow, uh, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, is about to have this budget address. Um, and there has been these kind of, you know, we hear from the streets, we hear from folks who, who are in position um, that what she's about to do is not in alignment with the people. So Bella, you just brought up something really important um, for the in a historic fashion, every year, I didn't even really realize um, or didn't pay as much attention, but every year there's this budget survey that goes out. And this year, 2020, we saw five times as many people fill out 
um, than what happened last year. So just that and alone, right, means that movement is happening and politics is happening, right? Politics is more than the ballot. The ballot is just one part of an organized strategy. Um, and we see five times engagement. And of that engagement, 87% of the city is saying exactly what this campaign is demanding, uh, that they want a divestment from the militarized police forces that occupy vulnerable and marginalized communities. And we wanna see those exact resources reinvested into the things that we need. Um, and so, so that's what we are here to talk about. Um, and so Bella, like, before we even get into the nitty gritty of like campaign and what's going on this year, something you and I, I think always are grounded in is a deep history about movement, right? Like this is this is this is more than than activism, I think, for you and I. Um, and I think you know what I see from folks who are showing up to this campaign work, they want something a little bit more rooted in a, the radical history and understanding of this land, this city, this country. Um, and so wherever you look around the world, whether it be in colonial Nigeria, whether it be in Burma, whether it be the Irish and Scottish, right, like uprising always has to do with inequality and uprising usually always has to do with some form of um, unfair taxation. Um, and, and, and usually uprising and rebellion puts us in a space to start talking about revolution and transformation um, at, at a larger level. So, you know, I know you're excited about how we understand this moment within the context of our history and what is actually possible once we have real conversations about defunding the police department and controlling where our taxes go. Hell yeah, you just said no. Okay. You said no. Oh, okay, let's go. All right, so, so look, one of my favorite quotes right now is actually from the Declaration of Independence. All right, and I never thought I would ever say that shit in my life, right? But them <laughs> niggas said in, that, in the Declaration of Independence, them motherfuckers said that if a government is destructive, of your right to life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness, then it is your duty, it is your duty. right, it is your duty to fucking abolish or alter it. Quit playing with me. You just gave me the go ahead. You just gave me the go ahead. I'm super valid. I'm super valid. Don't get to play with me because you said it yourself. You said it yourself that y'all tweaking on us. We gotta y'all gotta go, right? So that's how I see this moment for real. Like, okay, we we gotta see how they really just doing anything. The whole American Revolution that they wrote the Declaration of Independence for and fought for this freedom from Britain that never never happened god damn it but okay so y'all did that because of taxation without representation because y'all don't want to be paying for shit that y'all don't even want y'all don't want to be paying for no military to be telling y'all that y'all not shit y'all less than them they could treat y'all how they want to treat y'all because they 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 the big dogs and y'all the little homies y'all wasn't going for that Okay, I can respect that because I'm on the same thing. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play with me. Right? I just feel like it's our turn now. Like that taxation without representation. Like I'm saying, we don't even know what the money we don't agree to none of the spending choices y'all making. You know what I'm saying? Like we literally just yep. told y'all. We literally just told y'all we don't want our money to go to police we out here protesting saying defund the police you telling me you need them a billion more dollars in the in the police department pockets because of overtime 
because they had to be out there with us telling y'all we don't want them out there. Yeah, they didn't have to be out there. Yeah. Now we got to pay for that shit. No, yeah. the fuck we don't. Y'all better. I feel like okay, I'm gonna just go ahead and say that right now too because it just came in my head. That could be a that could be a reparations movement right there, Motherfuck, like or accountability. I remember accountability. Y'all don't get no overtime pay yeah. for being at these protests. That's just accountability, right there. <laughs> no overtime. Yeah, that's pay. that's like an insult to me right now. Yeah, and 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 I think the the fact that police are deployed to engage protests that are opposing police shows the failure of our society, right? Like the fact that there's no one else there that can direct traffic or be present or observe um, uh, just proves that there is a, there is such an absence. Um, and, you know, I really appreciate grounding in like the contradiction of America and the fact that this country sees itself as a post-revolutionary society, uh, but never has lived up to those values basically since it established itself. And then we go back into that, you know, in, in the, the, the quote, it says abolish, right? And so I think it's really important as we talk about what's happening, you know, throughout the rest of 2020 here in Chicago and defund and the budget, right? I think we need to ground it in abolition as well and make sure folks are comfortable with when we're talking about defunding the police. Yes, it is a gradual pragmatic approach, but the result is not having the police departments and not having the prisons as we see them. And similar to how you name revolution, that is grounded in the history as well, right? Um, so first things first, everybody watching, everybody's gonna check this out, just like ground yourself in the reality of the 13th Amendment. That is a fact. The 13th Amendment says whenever a Chicago police officer successfully does his job and then and someone sees a judge in front of 26 in California and that judge convicts with a felony, they are legally subjected to slavery. And that is what is happening economically and politically. We have a carceral slave system that exists right now. Every day that anybody watching this has been alive and drawn breath on this land, you have been living in a space where slavery is legal and happening by the millions. So that's just from since 1865, right? We abolished chattel slavery and replaced it with carceral slavery, and we are still living with that system, right? Um, so there was a government in there because the slave system is a government. That was abolished though, right? The chattel slave system. Chattel slavery was abolished, and then it was replaced by apartheid governments and, and, and legal Jim Crows throughout the country, not just the South. There was laws on the books in just about every city about the life of Black people. And that government structure was also abolished, right? So when we talk about abolition, let's claim it as something we're doing. The death penalty has been abolished in Illinois, right? So like this is a, this is a trajectory that we're on, and now we're coming. You know, the the, the chickens are really coming home to roost to, to to the base of this system that is designed, as we saw all summer, to quell dissent, to protect property, and to protect corporate interests but does nothing uh, to protect the people. And when we are saying defund the police, we are saying defund that, refund communities with the repair, with the services, with the, with the resources, people, and thrive. Um, and boom, I think it's important to also notice or to name that Chicago is not broke, right? Chicago is a wealthy global city. Chicago is the third largest city in America. It's the second financial hub of America. Um, so New York has Wall Street. Chicago has LaSalle Street. New York has the New York Stock Exchange. Chicago has the uh, Board of, of Resource uh, Commodities, right? So, so global trading is happening here by the trillions every year, right? Like downtown is a space with large banks, large corporations, and they are trying to basically feed and be parasites off the city. And what the government has been 
has been their aide, right? Has been their, their has been working for these institutions. Um, so we've right. been locking up and taxing people to protect institutions. And what we're trying to do in this radical grassroots way is to transform that priority. Um, and we're starting with the budget and with asking people, what do we think folks need? Um, and so, yeah, talk a little bit about how you are seeing abolition come to life through these campaigns here in the city and how, you you know, it is really, as we're seeing, like starting to transform the way people understand our, our, our environment. Yeah, so, you know, I feel like... And drop questions, folks, as, as Bella kicks her shit. If y'all got any questions that, that y'all want to be a part of this conversation, we, we are about participatory process. If y'all got questions in the chat, please let us know. Okay, yeah, you so you gonna have to look at the questions because I was trying to look at them a little bit, then I was looking slow. Shout out Defense so CPD social media team and arts team. And we got Jennifer over here. She's reading through the comments and questions. Okay, so She's gonna slip them to me. So if anything that, that is, is significant, Jennifer's gonna make sure we got it and we're gonna get right to it. So you just do you. Okay, for sure. So I look cross eyed and shit trying to <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But but yeah, so even what I'm just hearing you, what you saying about like, okay, we went from trying to abolish slavery, right? Like this is a process. We did that, like abolish chattel slavery at least, right? And then all, all the shit that led up to that. Let, let me not act like that was a, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but okay. So boom, you got a whole war and shit, right? Like you got a whole war. You got niggas who then left the plantation escape to go fight in the war niggas who was really just trying to escape and got caught in the war got you know all type of shit but niggas who stayed on the plantation and shit and stayed surviving you know what i'm saying doing the best that they could what it was that to survive i feel like that's that's kind of what we're seeing going on right now with the election process like in, in a way you understand like mm -hmm. it's a battlefield you feel me like everybody i i, I want to address how people being super bogus Something about the black people who are not going to vote. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. like that's going, like, if we all voted, we was going to solve all this shit that's, that's wrong for us. Mm -hmm. And and what mm -hmm. we're talking about right now is that at the same time, white people, white men didn't have the right to vote in this country since they, since the American Revolution, right? Mm -hmm. It's still bums on, on the West Side, <laughs> white bums, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all ain't figured the shit out for y'all. <laughs> y'all here all the time. All the time to do this shit. Y'all ain't figured shit out. Y'all steady tweaking on us. We just, you know what I'm saying? We just really starting to even see what this shit for what it is and how we supposed to participate in all this shit. So I just want to name that too. Like, we ain't, we ain't mad at nobody for how they participate. But I want to say that all of this shit is a battlefield. Like, everything. Like, we ain't, we ain't just got no, it ain't no silver ticket out of this shit. Like, so we looking at, we, we really looking at all our possibilities right now for how we can accomplish what we are trying to accomplish. Like, don't get us twisted. Don't get it fucked up. Like, we got a real goal to do some real nigga shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But we doing this shit. We doing this shit the best way we know how to do this shit with, with the time that we exist in the world. People always want to compare themselves to another era and another generation and all that shit. But this is what we got right now. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's the most abolitionist shit about it. That's the coldest part about it is that we we using everything we got. We using ourselves, our minds. Like, motherfuckers ain't, ain't, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. We smart as hell. <laughs> <laughs> We smart as hell. Niggas like, 
it's remarkable to me. Like y'all did all that shit, killing niggas, all type of shit. So we couldn't, we couldn't learn. We couldn't know what's going on. We we help, we help. Y'all got us fucked up. Y'all gonna come up off this money, period. Because we care about the money. We care yeah. about where the money going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and so. And so, and, and this is our money, right? And, and this, this is, is our, our money. And so our just to get folks to, to prepare, right? Like usually we we, we catching up uh, uh, to what they doing and like want to know like what we hear right now in the midst of coronavirus, right? In, in the midst of record high unemployment, in the midst of a $1,200 stimulus check loan that was not enough, in, in the midst of, of record uh, closings in businesses, uh, what our mayor is gearing up to do is to fire people and raise people's taxes as the solution. Um, and, and we just want y'all to know that like, this is our money, this is our city, and you can't be this continuous taking, right? Like that's why the title is like, they finessing us. We, like is, they treat the people, they treat specifically the South and West side like a stain. Um, there's You're been, right. it's been a recession in 2001, a recession in 2008, a recession in 2020, and black people have not recovered from any of them. But we and, see, then, and then what did they do? And what did they do though? They raised the property taxes for what? So that they can pay the fucking police pension fund. Yep, yep. And so we see we see this recession and these tax raising on the people, uh, and we see re re repair and recovery happening downtown and on the north side. We see these TIF projects um, that are basically like slush funds. We see these elite high-rise developments. We see these corporate subsidies. Uh, we, you know, it, it goes down the list. This, you know, the, the kind of to give some folks some some language to what we're talking about is neoliberalism, right? Like the idea that there should be no public, that we should force as many people into to being uh, vulnerable workers as possible, um, and that private business and profit seeking is the way to have a society um, not by taking care of the needs of people not by having communal resources and goods right so that's what the Clintons was doing that's what the reagans was doing that's what the bushes was doing that's what the obamas is doing that's what the biden's were doing that's what the trump's is doing that's what the whole political establishment that's what the lifeless was doing that's what the, that's what the life manuals was doing, right was doing. that's Man, what the dailies was dailies, doing right you know, right, right? so that's how we get. Is a, chicago it's really it's really some it's really important that we're talking about chicago yeah so so when we get to this neoliberalism right like we have to remember um chicago had one was the the, the testing ground of public housing and had the largest deconstruction and destruction of housing in the country it also had the largest closing of public schools in the country closed down half of his mental health facilities while at the same time selling away our parking for 100 years to a corporation selling away these red light cameras and raising revenue through tickets boots and fines right like all of this is regressive revenue taxing the poor um in ways that the, the rich and the wealthy are not having to to respond or feel in the same way and then that creates chaos that creates violence. Okay, and let, then me, the response let me let me let let's talk about this parking this parking meter shit because I was talking about this today and you just said they just sold this shit for a hundred years they it, basically for twenty three years you'd have made decisions for motherfuckers for decades to come that daily did that stupid ass you'd have made decisions for decades to come and then so you just sold the parking meter so i don't even know if everybody watching this i don't know well, the parking meters and shit in chicago you paying that money and shit that shit don't even go to the city that shit go to a private a private firm 
God damn it. And then you gonna give me a ticket. The Chicago police city wanna give me a ticket for not paying the meter. First of all, that's not your business. You need to mind your business. <laughs> you snitching, yeah. <laughs> you bogus. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you supposed to get your money from them. Now you gonna get your money from us? That's fucked up. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, so that shit all type of crazy. So for folks who are who are just tuning in, right, definitely drop in questions. Um, also, some action steps you could take. You can sign the petition to defund CPD. If I see folks saying, like, you are all bored with the things we're talking about here, the, you know, the, the space where this political platform, where, where, where these type of ideas are being activated the most is at defund CPD. Um, so go sign that petition. Keep dropping questions. Um, some things that I want to, like, push that are getting uplifted, um, uh, important ordinance around treatment, not trauma, uh, that's being proposed in um, alignment with this bu budget season. Just to let folks know, right, a budget address is when the mayor announces their budget, um, and then they have to get that budget passed through city council. And usually that process is between like October and through the end of December, but there's like flexibility on the timing. Uh, and there's been real organizing to try to figure out how do we change the narrative? How we get in outside of uh, you know the norms that this has been going? Um, one ordinance I want to uplift. It's one of the things I talked about. Um, so during the Emanuel administration, we shut down half of the city's mental health facilities in the midst of having a crisis of youth violence, which is connected to PTSD, disassociative disorder. You know, all, you know all of the behavior disorders that create conflict and tension and and, and volatility took all of the resources that were inadequate in the first place. <laughs> it wasn't like they was cracking and juking. Uh, similar to what, you know, the schools and, the, and public housing, right? It wasn't like we had what we need, um, but then took away what was already inadequate. Um, and so there's a, an, an ordinance now to, to begin to change some of that. So just like a little stat, there's about 12,500, somewhere around there, like armed officers on the Chicago Police Department. Uh, the, the figure I heard is after the cuts, to mental health, there were two public psychologists, all of Chicago, right? Just the violence in that. that so with sick. that, there, that there's sick. a treatment. Yeah, yeah, there's a treatment not trauma ordinance that's being proposed that we wanna make sure that we uplift because um, not only would it provide resources to mental health treatment facilities, but it also would be a funding source to then create a new response system. Um, so it might be a two-on-one or a three-on-one, or maybe an, if I'm not mistaken, it could even be additional part of nine-one-one um, and that resources, and this wouldn't come from the people, resources from the Chicago Police Department budget would be redistributed into this um, ordinance and into these services. Um, and so that's something, right? Like these are the type of things when we say defund police and fund communities, right? Like we want people to push for these type of efforts. It's about redistribution. Um, it's about making sure that if there are any cuts, right? Like that the cuts in the police department um, on, a, on a relative scale are, are way ahead of any of the things that we need so that resources are getting shifted to where we're at. So definitely want to uplift the treatment, not trauma ordinance. Folks, definitely feel free to Google that. Um, and, and, and that is the type of, you know, I think efforts that, that we want to get into. Um, I just had a thought. I just ahead, had a ahead. thought that, like, the police overtime shit at the protest, like, yeah. That shit just really goes to show you how, like, how we value, what work we value in the city, you know, because everybody on our side, like, we doing work, you know, 
we doing work. Y'all ain't, we don't get a, you know, we getting criminalized, we getting, we getting brutalized, all type of shit for doing our work. But y'all, we, we got to pay some whole, we don't want to pay y'all in the first place. That's the whole reason we out here. Now, you know, y'all putting that shit on us too. Like, I just feel like that's really a great example of like, you know what I'm saying? We doing fucking work, you know? Right, and, and right. Who, who, who are we valuing and whose work are we valuing? The mayor's office, the mayor's office expanded a lot financially since Lori Lightfoot has been in been in there, right? Like about millions and millions of dollars. She didn't expanded her shit. So they had new departments and shit, one of or new new people, new personnel, all type of shit, right? So one of them was a what 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 is she, chief equity officer or some shit right, like that. Right, right, right. You know, and it's like, how dare you? <laughs> How dare you put, you know what I'm saying, money into this shit? Like, this is literally what we out here doing. This is literally the work that we're doing. We telling you how this shit not equitable. We telling you, you know what I'm saying? And y'all sending the police at us, but you want to put money into an equity office. Like, you sound dumb as hell. Like, so, so, while we talking about Lori, she, so the thing that really blows me um, is, is when people try to make her look cute. Um, and so one of the things that I really hope comes out of this defund CBD campaign, particularly talking to black people, is like, I just want everybody to like, in their bones, be able to to say with, with all of their might, like, Lori is a goofy, right? Like, hashtag Lori is a goofy. Like, you need to know, like, like the the the, 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 the way she, like, the way she comes off, all of that is not funny. It, it is one, right? I think she looks like a goofy because she's not from our community. And so then there is the, the, the insulting part of like just putting any black face in front of us. And just because it's on WGN and ABC and, and NBC, and now, our, you know, our grandmas feel good, right? Like now we just supposed to go. She's a goofy. She's not from here and she's not of here. It's not even about where she's from. So yeah. definitely a goofy. But more importantly, she's, she's a harmful agent. Lori is an op. Lori is not a reformer. Lori is not a progressive. Lori is a prosecutor. Lori is an incarcerator. Incarceration is slavery. Incarceration is torture. Incarceration is sexual violence. This is Lori's background. Lori did not come from, <laughs> from, from no school. She did not come from negotiating. She did not come from organizing. She came from locking niggas up and helping police. And, <laughs> and she was the head of the police board. She is not a reformer. So she part of how she got in is because there is this conservative Trump-leaning, rounder-leaning base in Chicago uh, that was able to also amplify her above us. And so the way that she sees problems, the way she sees solutions is through the eyes of a prosecutor. Um, and so there, there's just like an inherent insult in the way that um, I think she talks about the violence and in the way that um, she enables police abuse that she knows more about than anybody else because part of her job, she used to be and part of the, Illinois, the internal review board. Um, so she is a person that has seen the ways that police shoot people as they're running away, seen the ways in which police break into people's houses and, and assault and violate women by the thousands and then never hold any accountability. This is why she is our mayor. They put a cop in front of us um, in the midst of the largest movement ever against incarceration, right? Um, it's similar, and I don't wanna talk about them too much cause like that's too much, but it's similar to the insult of putting the creator of the crime bill and another prosecutor at the head of the democratic ticket in, in the midst of the largest black uprising in human history. Um, and so for folks like just in your home, just know that like this is, this is an attack, right? Like this is not someone on our side. Um, this is someone who who is is an op and needs to be opposed. Um, and, and yeah, we need to 
push, one, we need to move our people. But one immediate thing we could do is push our representatives, who most of them ain't representing us in the first place, the Black Caucus. Them, now, nah, them niggas should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Shout out Jeanette Taylor for holding it down. And we got a couple of new folks in there. But the, but the, 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 the set-in Black Caucus and how they've been aiding Lori and been aiding Rom and been aiding the Daily Administration in this pillaging, in this taking, um, you know, it, it is really, it gets me, I guess, really pressed about it um, because not only is Chicago experiencing crisis and Chicago destabilized, we are getting finessed. One of the things why the budget is so important is we don't talk about enough. Chicago has the highest sales tax of any city in the country, right? And sales tax is one of the easiest ways for regressive taxation. So when I say regressive taxation, there's regressive versus progressive taxation. So regressive means that basically everybody pays the same. So if you broke and you got a dollar and you got to pay 10 cents, that's 10% of, uh, we taking 10% of your shit. If you got a million and we still only taking 10 cents, right? Like that, that's nothing to you. Uh, and so we trying to get a push in a way to shift that uh, because in Chicago, we are getting taken from more than anybody else in the country. We're getting our schools shut down and divested in a way that didn't happen nowhere else. And we have the most police per capita of any major city, right? So when you start to put all of this up, um, you know, I, I'll stop here and throw it back to you. When you start to put all of this up, this is violence, right? Like Lori is an agent of violence. The police are an agent of violence. City council has been an institution of violence. Um, and then you get chaos amongst young people. So violence in the community and in, in the streets is then the excuse they use for policing, the excuse for why we spend five, 10, 20, 100 times on police than we do on family services, on housing, on water, on childcare, uh, is because you have created this chaos. You tore down the towers, you infiltrated the BDs, you threw away all the, all the stones and GDs. You created this chaos, brought a bunch of guns, taxed everybody, kept all the jobs downtown with no investment. And then you bring in a military larger than any other in the country to, to, to patrol and occupy this community. It's a compounded cycle that we are in. And that's where the push of defund is. It's like, let's stop the cycle. You can't keep increasing investing in this violence that is literally killing us. Yeah, absolutely. So it's two things I want to say for our little one <laughs> that um, the city, the city be doing a lot of regressive tax and shit to to bring in more revenue but they never do shit to cut expenses and what we trying to do with defund cbd is cut expenses like that's an expense we can get the expenses and violence for sure <laughs> <laughs> okay and and it's a it's a lot of other shit but we got to look at but like i'm saying like we just get to this point where we like okay let's take a look at how this shit is really structured and let's attack it from whatever way we can so it's that but then also, I want to talk to all the white people. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll put my shit on the chart. Does that work? Can I do that? Boom. I got some shit to say to y'all, boy. Okay, so this is y'all shit. Y'all done fucked this shit up. Y'all done made this shit. Y'all done created this shit. We did not do this shit, bitch. You did <laughs> this. You did this. You fix it the fuck like it shouldn't even be like we doing y'all a favor right now like y'all really owe us come on now come on now because we study and i really feel like the gag is up at this point you motherfuckers not slow like y'all be acting like y'all slow like y'all steady wanna give us the same motherfucking political candidates give us the same options the same shit 
and dress one up this way and one up that way and present it as this some we the gag is up okay we know what the fuck y'all doing now at this point then y'all always want to come over here and and act like y'all doing some shit with us and we buddy buddy and we working on some shit together look this is why y'all ass need to go fucking vote go look we gonna tell y'all follow the follow trainer Trina Trill, goddamn it, follow the girl, I guess, vote again. Take they votes, go vote exactly how the fuck they tell you to vote for all the niggas <laughs> who don't want to vote. If you don't want to get your ass up to vote, white people, because I'm not talking to niggas. Niggas, if you don't feel like voting, I understand, but white people, you don't fucking feel like voting. You got us fucked up because it's a little somewhere you need to go cast that ballot for and make up for your murderous ass ancestors got us in this position in the first place y'all got no excuse to be sick make us feel bad for not voting fuck y'all y'all go fix this shit this raggedy ass shit y'all fucked up in the first place we didn't have shit to do with this shit now we gotta fix this shit now it's on us now how dare y'all not vote bitch fuck you the fuck you fix this shit y'all be acting like y'all want this shit if you want to make america different bitch something great again you want to make america different bitch you want to make a black bitch you do that the fuck? You need to go beat your, your cousins, beating your ass. Your raggedy ass racist cousins, they be fucking y'all up. Every holiday that they come over. Every holiday they come over, they fucking y'all up. Y'all still getting fucked up by y'all racist cousins. Y'all need to go do some push-ups or something and beat their ass. The fuck that's y'all fight. It's always been a civil war. It's y'all motherfucking fight. Y'all say you want to make this shit out fight. No, bitch. Fight your own motherfucking ass. The fuck? They blow me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, they do got to get to it. They do got to get to it. And that, and, that, and that makes me think about black liberation too, right? Because that's kind of like the 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 balance that we on is that we know what's going on, right? And like, you got to follow our lead, but at the same time, um, recognizing that there is a, a real burden and a real trauma and a real capacity drain on black people, on young black people. Um, and there, there's an honor or, you know, there's a, there's a beautiful history um, in how we have, as we're doing right now, had to lead the political transformation of the society, have to try to teach the society about itself because they don't want to look in the mirror. Um, but there's a real, real energy drain and, and, and fatigue of that. So for all young black organizers, for all young black people watching this, I just want to like, to say I love you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, there's there's a way in which, particularly our political establishment blames young people. Um, there's a way in which we, we're dismissed. Um, the way, particularly back, back to Lori, right? Like the way she began talking about the move to defund police, um, she tried to make it seem like it was just DSA. So basically saying it's not black people. Um, she tried to make it seem like it's a hashtag or a fad. Um, and she's like, she's a fucking liar, right? Because <laughs> she knows more than anybody, like her political career started by being opposed by young black organizers fighting for the legacy of Rakia Boyd, where she was sitting at the head of the police board, um, uh, dismissing and gaslighting Martinez Sutton, Rakia's uh, brother, right? Like she knows exactly who our opposition is and she does a lot of work of dismissing, of suppressing, of not acknowledging, as she did if you look up um, Block Club Chicago, a, a grassroots uh, uh, media hub, did a really good article um, where they asked her and the budget officer uh, about what's going on, right? About this budget survey, where it's like, wow, there seems to be a lot of interest and it seems that 
everybody has said defund the police. Um, and also, it's interesting, every other major city, every other Democratic mayor, because most major cities are, are headed by Democrats, um, even if it's symbolic or even didn't follow through, gestured or named or spoke towards whether it was a number, whether it was taking police out of, uh, out of schools, some type of redistributive effort, some type of way of acknowledging, even if they was bullshitting, right? Uh, but, right. but she has staunchly been in opposition to our movement. So one of the things that I want young black people to feel or all black people to feel is one, um, Lori is anti, if you wanna call it Black Lives Matter or black movement, um, Lori is anti that. Um, she is she is in opposition. And right now I would say most of the black caucus is accommodating being anti Black Lives Matter. Uh, our black politicians are on the opposite side of the movement. Um, and, and she's at large because she is a prosecutor who believes largely in the way to address the problems of young people dying in the streets, the way to address the problems of overcrowding and homelessness and domestic violence is by having more police on the streets, to having people get shot, having people get locked up, having people get tased, um, having people be tortured and illegally detained. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the day I got my smashed on my head and got a concussion and my nose bleeding, she, the Sears Tower was painted blue, right? Like that's the, the, the days in which she's texting the Trump, Eric Trump or one of them ugly niggas, you know what I'm saying? Texting one of the little Trump boys and they buddy, buddy, pow, pow, you know, hyped up. And so what she's about to do no matter how she frames it, is going to be not in the interest of our community because she is not politically aligned in her consciousness with our community. She is aligned with the business interests of Chicago and the Chicago machine is called that for a reason. It is a international headquarters of corruption and greed. Um, a good book from a few years ago, and it's like a real short one. It's like a bunch of different chapters about different shit. So it's not like a book. <laughs> it's, like a little it's called Chicago is not broke. Um, um, and it does a really good job of laying out, I think like $5 billion a year, more or less, that comes from different forms of corruption, different forms of neoliberalism, different forms of stealing. Um, you know, one of the ways in which Chicago makes itself broke um, is through its relationship with financial institutions. Um, so we take out the, you know, uh, heads of the, the schools, heads of the housing, heads of the, the you know, the, the city council at large, they take out these loans. So for example, um, you know, Chicago pays about $100 million out of mis misconduct settlements a year, uh, which means, one, let's not call it misconduct. We're talking about harm and abuse. Um, and two, it's actually not about money. It's about the real trauma uh, that people are experiencing. And most misconduct or police abuse is not being reported or does not get held up. So this is the shit that they acknowledge, right? And right. that's still $100 million or so a year. Um, and I believe, I think it was, oh, I forgot, it was the summer, but I think like like Bloomberg or like the New York Times or something did, did, did an article on it. So look it up. Um, they take out loans with terrible interest rates that benefit their friends. They're called police misconduct loans. There's a whole industry and market about funding these misconduct payments through that the police department That's budget fair. does not have to pay. And then we have to pay interest, right? So that $100 million or whatever number, like it goes up towards, towards the billions. Uh, once we start similar to how she talked about the No Cop Academy, uh, shout out to everybody who, uh, or the Cop Academy, shout out to everybody the No Cop Academy campaign. Um, there was this $95 million proposed um, Cop Academy on the West Side where the most school closings happened, right? So in the same ward where they closed down the most public schools, they were trying to put up a $100 million facility for cops to swim and train and have culvers and all types of shit. That's their answer to their violence. 
Um, and so she campaigns saying she won't support the cop academy. She gets elected, says, not only do I support it, it's actually not enough. It should cost 200 million. And because New York has a bigger one and they were going to pay for it for loans where the, in, the long term cost was going to be somewhere around 1.2 billion. Right. So when I talk about they're finessing us, right, like this is this is worse than like your cousin, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like 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 the, the, the type of ways in which they are taking life sustaining resources away right like these aren't and it's not about money money is is a symbol money is a metaphor it's really about human transformation but dollars buy shit right dollars can fund childcare programs dollars can fund health for our elders we are in a pandemic and we had no resources uh you know the, 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 when shit started happening what they said is all right we're gonna put soap in the schools like what we ain't had soap in the schools bro so that was something we had to do once we find out there's a pandemic right so yeah i'm like I want to hear what you got to say, and we will take a few minutes. Uh, Bloomberg article, thanks, thanks, Kiss, and the, the uh, comments. Shout out, Ergo. Um, we will take a few more minutes, and we want to like in the last ten with question and answer. And if folks have any things, you know, we want want us to talk about it, things to clear up about the defund CPD campaign, about the budget, um, about the, the 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 ordinance that are coming out. Uh, if folks have any questions, please throw them in there. But yeah, how you feeling with these last last few minutes? Um, I don't know. I just want to stress that I'm proud of us. <laughs> I'm yeah. proud of us. I'm proud of where we where we going with all this, like where we are, like just for us to even get here where we having these type of conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like that that shit don't just happen overnight. That shit don't just happen because of one protest and shit. Like we've really been putting in work like for it to even be this many people engaged, this many people wanna sit on Instagram live when you could be they talk about the budget, yeah. It's you know what I'm saying? Talk about the budget. It's all the bad bitches on Instagram. Let's see the talk about the budget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, they is there. <laughs> we go in places with this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, for sure, for sure. We just got to keep pushing it for real, and and for real, like everybody who participating, however you participating, like I just want to send love and support and encouragement to that. However you supporting, yeah. um, absolutely. And I really want to shout out black young people. Like you know, we young, like young, like we ain't old. But then there's like our young, our, our little homies. Our, I don't want to like emphasize, yeah. but like our babies. Um, high my babies, students, I'll say you know, it. My, my <laughs> you know, babies are out you know, here going like, crazy. Like, like 15 to 20 year olds, um, you know, uh, whether it's Good Kids, Mad City, Asada's Daughters, BLM Youth, uh, some young people, shout out Caleb with Let Us Breathe Collective, um, Shy Nathan Youth Council, um, okay, you know, the, the, the Cops Out of CPS campaign was so strong this summer. So I just really want to shout out young, young black people who um are the most vulnerable and the most impacted um stepping up and, and, and doing the work um some things to shout out again for folks who want to get plugged in um one tomorrow there's an action outside of city hall we trying to turn that shit up so she's about to do her little punk ass budget address so we're trying to come uh 10 in the morning um and we're gonna make some noise we're gonna turn up you can build some community out there also if you sign up to the demands at bit.ly uh, slash defund CP, demand defund CPD. You can get plugged into the campaign if you're interested in doing work. Um, I saw somebody asking about, you trying to run for office, Bella? Bella for mayor? You know, you know <laughs> that shit got a nice little ring to it. <laughs> that 
yeah, I would definitely work on your campaign. Let's go. <laughs> I fuck around, got to run for governor because I can't do <laughs> no fucking Pritzker's for <laughs> <laughs> True. But, I, you know, to, to that question of, like, just strategy, I think a lot of people see politics as that's the only way. It's like we got to run for office. It's about... Um, it's about getting somebody on the ballot. Like, obviously, we got to get better people on there. Uh, but the way we transform the system, and, and, you know, this is really in the DNA of this campaign, is through transforming the people. Uh, and so, you know, these offices or these elected officials in these offices, in many ways, are vehicles for us to get with our people so they can understand that we are getting finessed, right? So often, um, politics is like, let's get a bunch of people and use them to get somebody in power so that that power base can basically continue uh, to grow power. Uh, and so for us, it's less about like, oh, I'm trying to get an alderman. I want you to know that you have an alderman that is representing your voice for billions of dollars a year um, and you should be on their ass, right? Like the fact that there has been this uprising in the city and I have not heard, I've not even seen outside of Jeanette Taylor, who's on, I've not even seen one black alderman right like how could you be silent in this time and so right. for us it's about transforming people of realizing all of their power is artificial or engineered and it comes from our passive support um and so let's be more intentional with how we are engaging or like you know i think this is actually a step towards how do we create a new political economy as the seeds to create a new system right like we know we need a restorative transformative system we need a world without prisons of police but first we have to organize to build power to have the resources and to have the models and to have uh the ways to implement that that new vision and world so for the question about electoral strategy that's that's my answer um because of the contract with the fop sees making almost legally impossible to defund cpd how is the cpd campaign approaching that that is actually exactly true um yeah. And that is the point that we want society to reckon with. To the point that I was just saying of like, it's about the people. This system is fucked up, right? And so the fact that the FOP, which is a murderous, white nationalist, fascist organization, it is not a union. These are not workers and laborers. This is a, a cartel that represents gangs, that represents military units. Um, so for example, if you saw the Laquan McDonald video, the FOP as the, per the the entity that represents the police. Chicago Police Department doesn't represent the police. Actually, the FOP does, the officers. The FOP says that was justified. That was good police work. That is what we do, right? So the FOP identifies itself as murderers. Um, and they, like gangsters, have this wild ass contract um, that many of us aren't able to see the nit nitty gritties of. And they have all of these protections, such as if an officer is suspected drinking on duty while driving, they can't even be tested for uh, uh, 24 hours. So until they are sober, um, if an officer makes a statement after um, uh, an act of violence, the contract says that they're able to review that statement and correct that statement. If an officer gets a complaint made against them, they're able to see who that person is, right? So the FOP contract, I believe is an invalid document. Um, and so putting this pressure on our public officials actually makes that negotiation go differently because Lori don't give a fuck about negotiating with the teachers or with okay, the, the healthcare right. workers. She'll she'll disrespect those contracts and, and fire those people all the time. But for some reason, the FOP, I don't understand why, except for maybe they're gangsters that people are afraid of. Um, the FOP That's gets these illegal things that they're able to set themselves in stone forever. Yeah, I think that's what it is too. Like we talking about gangsters, like 
the like these niggas be gangsters for real like and we don't even talk about it like, like for that. real like, for real for real like politics. not even metaphorically like, for real. like right i'm not playing i'm not playing these niggas gangsters for real so also to all the the, the, the my homies watching this shit like motherfuckers you think you a gangster you really not a gangster these niggas be gangsters for real trump the biggest gangster bitch <laughs> fuck al capone ain't got shit on this man like what's that <laughs> But yeah. ain't got shit on this man like this motherfucker is a real gangster for real like this is real gangster shit like even finesse like the finesse how we talking about they finessing us out of billions and billions of dollars yeah. like we just stole a couple gucci bags and shit we think we up right now you know we just hit a couple licks on some ground on some scam shit we are not up we not finessing for real like we not finessing for real at all yeah. like i yeah. need us no these are the real finesse you know what i'm saying like we we really getting for next like so shout out all the scammers and shit like i fuck with y'all you know what i'm saying i fuck with y'all i ain't gonna leave y'all out of this conversation y'all get to it y'all getting y'all so i fuck with that that's a way to to to, to fuck with the budget too, it's like. a survival economy you shout know out to e. shout out to e organizing the informal economy uh for yeah. sure um and to the point of trump being a gangster right like it's very easy as we should right like he's ridiculous and and ludicrous and, and wild right uh, but he is a figurehead that is an egomaniac concerned with power, and he's figured out a way that, oh, I can be really powerful as like a leader of a fascist movement. Um, and so we think of this fascist movement uh, as like dumb hicks in the South. And, you know, maybe there is some accuracy to like, you know, education, resources, blah, 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 the white poor working class getting sent <laughs> off, whatever, right? But at the base of the Trump movement, at the base of the Make America Great movement, is the Blue Lives Matter movement, which is an anti-Black liberatory stance, which is a pro-police stance. When Trump came to Chicago in 2016, that shit got shut down. Inside of there was the Chicago Police Department. So if you are afraid of fascism, if you are afraid of a coup, understand that the police have identified themselves, the unions of the police have identified themselves pretty much in every state, including Chicago, as supporters of this Trump-based fascism, right? So if you are worried about fascism, understand that the infrastructure for fascism has been here, it just didn't have a figurehead. Trump didn't create the system, right? Like all he had to do was get up there and say right. some dumb shit and it was ready to go. These police departments, which are the same police departments that supported lynchings, were the, the orchestrators of redlining. Redlining didn't just happen. Cops beat the fuck out of people and burnt and help bomb houses. Police are the, the, the conductors of lynching in, in the Jim Crow South. And now the police as agents of carceral slavery are the base, are the foot soldiers of rising fascism and white nationalism in America. So if nothing else, if even if you don't believe in all of our shit, if you just don't like Trump, you need to be against police in every police department in America. And that starts with Chicago Police Department and because Chicago is the most police major city per capita and we don't even talk about it as such. All right. So we got about like two minutes. One thing I definitely want to say is, is a closing thought is that this conversation we are having is about safety. Right. I think the mayor going to always frame her shit about not defunding the police as a safety measure and to ensure that people in the city feel safe. And we are literally saying that police do not make us feel safe. We are not safe with police. Like, fuck, make us feel we know we're not safe with them for real. Um, and yeah, we talking about our safety here. It ain't like we we going into this shit just on the way. We know what we saying Like when we yep. say this. And and we had a couple questions down there. Um, I got it. Uh, um, uh, um, oh, we had a couple questions down there, particularly around the the leverage that this budget survey has. So I want to end with the fact that we started with saying, "Hey, this year 
five times as many people participated in a budget survey. That's historical to Bella's point, right? Like that's the seeds of, well, that's the, the, the results of progressive radical movement. It actually has the seeds for, for potentially transformative or revolutionary change. The fact that we're seeing this increase in participation. And we feel that gives us great um, uh, leverage uh, because it's not just Bella and Damon talking our, our cool little radical shit in the corner like we were five years ago. Thousands of people across the city participated and 87%, an overwhelming majority um, uh, has has said that they agree with divest, invest, defund the CPD. Um, and now this gives us something to work with because we need to understand we don't live in a democracy. Chicago is one of the most anti-democratic cities in the country. America, obviously, in a democracy. Uh, the mayor appoints 33 departments of government. Um, and so we don't have an elected school board. We don't have any type of oversight over what happens with this police department that shouldn't exist or a housing authority. Um, there's only 53 elected positions in this 2.76 million population. Uh, but now we can say you are moving out of line with your people. Um, so similarly to what we see for on a national level around like fossil fuels and environmental change or around gun control, right? Uh, once there's this overwhelming majority of people that have stepped up and spoken, now we have the evidence and the data to support our claims and our rhetoric and our mobilization. So we're in a really strong place right now and the mayor's feet is to the fire, but we can't stop, we can't hold up. Uh, but, but yeah, this survey was really important and we want the folks to continue to engage with the official channels, but definitely follow this page at Defund CPD. You can also follow the Black Abolitionist Network. You can come to the action tomorrow at 10 a.m. at City Hall to get involved um, because we are doing it. Bella, what you got going on? Where, where's your folks? Well, they can follow you, but, but you got anything you want to plug or, or shout out? Um, Unapologetic. Unapologetic is a documentary that follows me and Johnny Bonzel, BYP 100, at the time that she's in this documentary. Um, and just the, the whole kind of leading up to this moment of defund CPD, like kind of how we got here about focusing on trying to get justice for Rakia Boyd and Laquan McDonald. And you see in there how uh, Lightfoot came to power and you see like, you know, we had some victories, we had some that's how this shit go. So um, I think that's a good teaching tool for people to check out and, and understand this moment some more. Um, yeah, that's all I'm a, I'm a pub and I guess in the last thing I want to say is like it took all this shit we had the summer of uppressing shit and they want to talk about uh all this shit we did for them to say maybe we won't pay for the police uniforms maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we won't do you know. tuition reimbursement Okay. They don't. They, they don't care. They, they bold in it. But I think to the point of, of definitely go check out unapologeticfilm.com. To what that piece articulates is that this didn't come out of nowhere. Uh, we've been building this movement uh, for six years, and we come from a legacy and a tradition that's sixty years and six hundred years and six thousand years long, and we're not going nowhere. Uh, because this is about the liberation of our people. Um, and that starts at the local level. So that starts in our neighborhoods and all our neighborhoods come together to communities and all these communities come together to make a city. Um, and so we got to decolonize this space and we got to get rid of these military destructive institutions because it's not helping us. It's not even about not liking them. It's, it's if, if you want a healthier society, if you want a less violent society, we have to invest in anti-violent measures and the police are a violent intervention um, and only that. And so if you want something better, we got to do something better. Period. That's it. That's it. That's why we yep. came to
<laughs> Defund CPD, check us out. If it's enough of us, rewrite the budget. This is our city. This is our world, our society. We love you so much. Check in with the campaign. Demand Defund CPD, Bitly, Action Tomorrow. Bella, I love you. I appreciate you, I love sister. You. Peace. I love you, Jennifer. <laughs> she said she love you, Jennifer. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to archive this. We'll see y'all. Much love to the people. Peace. <laughs>